At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Um, the interesting bit of news that I've come to realize today is the fact that for the first time ever, I think, James Hinchcliffe is in a mood, and I am all about it. <laughs> is James in a bad mood today? I oh, haven't I'm noticed. It's, it's, uh, and then you're in a good mood, Alex. I feel like you're just coming off a great weekend. No, 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 no. I'm not in a good mood. I'm just in a better mood than you, which there's a first time for everything. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what is wrong in Hinchtown? Just stuff. My technology sucks. Well, no, it's a real town. The town exists. Technically the town's on the infield of Pocono. I even have signed documentation from the Senator and the governor claiming that. I bet the internet's still there. (laughs) I bet it's even worse than it is here. <laughs> I don't think it could be worse than it is where you are. That's true. That's I true. will guarantee that that our good friends at the Pain Tour have figured out better internet in the infield of Pocono than you have in your home. I think they that figured be out true. better internet when they sent people to the moon. <laughs> Here's the thing. You say this as if I am the one controlling the level of internet service in my neighborhood. Did you or did you not choose to live there? <laughs> I chose to live here. I didn't choose the quality of the internet. I went with what was available, which so, apparently is very poor quality. I, I will say I looked it up because I was like, there's no way that's true. I typed in James's address, which, as we've said many time on the, uh, times on the podcast before, is... <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Don't worry. All no, of Indianapolis it up, knows it. He does not have, he does not have any options. I don't. I really don't. I'm he, not just he, making this yeah. up. It's terrible. I mean, I bet you could get satellite internet. Isn't that like $15,000 a month? No, I don't think so. But anyway, look it up because it's worth it. But yes, my I had a eight-hour drive from Toronto to Indy, and then I got home. And I just had a litany of things to do tonight before my very busy day tomorrow, and then I leave again on Thursday morning. So it's just been a bit of a day. And I'm, I was a little frazzled, and I was like, I'm happy now. I, I got most of my stuff done. I can sit down and chat to my friends, record our podcast, and then I went to sit down in the exact same setup that I had last week. Everything was still up and running on the computer. All I had to do was hit go, and then nothing worked. Everything just decided, <laughs> screw you, James. We're not going to work today. It was so great. It gave, uh, it gave Hazel some time to catch up with Alex. It was good. We needed it. It was a, it was a long, <laughs> long time coming. Hazel and I needed it to... to to talk about our opinions and beliefs. So I'm so just glad that Hazel is going to feature on this episode later. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Well, you, you're going to be, I'll, I'll get into that later, but you're going to be at a disadvantage now. All right. So let's, let's, let's talk about it. Mid Ohio Andretti Autosport broke the slump. Everyone needs no, a good slump yet. buster every once in a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I guess, I, I guess while we're here, we might as well talk about it. Fine. Um, yeah. I mean, Hey Alex, good job. You you doubled the team's podium count on Saturday, 
and then you guys combined doubled it again with Ryan and Colton on Sunday. Yeah. Um, what? Why did you decide to not suck this weekend? I don't think we didn't suck. I just think we had <laughs> we had a couple. We had some things fall our way this time. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I think the easiest thing to to really put it down to is we just rolled off good right and we've talked about it briefly on this podcast before you know with with the condensed schedules now that we have to to try and get races in um in 2020 you know if if you don't roll off strong you only have that one hour practice session and with all the cars that we have you know it's it's difficult to to kind of find a path and a direction um going into qualifying and quite frankly qualifying pretty much sets your weekend these days so um, yeah, we just, we started off strong. Ryan was, was quickest in the first practice and, and we were able to carry it on from there. Quite frankly, we got pretty lucky on Sunday, um, to be in that position. Colton didn't, um, but, but Ryan and I did. So we'll thank our good pal Santino Ferrucci, um, for parting <laughs> yeah. the Red Seas for us. And, uh, we, we've, we've often talked about how much we like him. No, but like <laughs> I didn't mind him on Sunday. It, it, it helped us out for sure. So, so for those that didn't see, obviously Colton started on pole, won the race pretty much uncontested. You and Ryan started eighth and tenth, I believe. Yes. And there was, you know, and, and Ferrucci started second alongside Colton and uh, tried to make an outside pass work in the first corner. It didn't work. When he came back on the track, uh, he collected a couple cars that were right in front of Alex and Ryan, and uh, that helped tremendously. So that I was... have a qu- I have a question for you guys about that. Uh, I'm inclined, if there's ever an accident involving Santino Ferrucci, to blame him for it. And then, <laughs> and I'm also like inclined whenever Paul Tracy comments on something, I I kind of want to just automatically go the other way. So there was an accident involving Santino, and Paul blamed it on Herta on Colton. So. In my head, it's 100% Santino's fault. But I just from your guys' perspective, how did you see that accident? Was it a racing incident? Was it more one driver's fault than the other? Or can you not even get into that? I, I, I only saw cars crashing. I saw nothing. James knows probably a lot more than I do. I, I, I saw only one angle of it, and I'd love to see like Colton's on board because from the angle that I saw, it was hard to see how far alongside he was. And... You know, like I, I saw it once and then I was instantly running down to the 18 pit to try to get some information. So it's not like I, I saw the the breakdown of it a bunch. But as, as much as Santino is not my best buddy. Uh, I, he's, he's not a bad driver, though. Uh, no, no. Well, I didn't say that. What I was going <laughs> to say, what I was going to say was I, I, I would be cautious to completely blame that on him. Not not even because of him racing against Colton. It had completely downpoured all morning and night. Right. And so I guarantee the grass was very wet. And so for the fact that he, you know, was pushed off and then trying to gather it up in wet grass and then was rejoining the track with what would have been wet, slick tires, he was probably oh, yeah. pretty much a passenger. So oh, I okay. Once, so to, to once fair, he goes I'm not, off I'm track. not saying, yeah, I'm not saying anything about how he ran to the track because right. you, who, you, you're, you're driving an Indy car on wet point. grass. You're a passenger. Yeah. But yeah. to the same to the Alex's same point though, the 
the the track surface would have had less grip as well. And, you know, I'm not sure if he slid wide trying to run the outside of that turn. I don't know if Colton squeezed him, but there's a chance there was just less grip than he was expecting because the track was so dirty and, and whatever. I don't know. Uh, obviously, at the end of the day, the officials didn't see a problem with it, so it's a racing deal, and it is. What he, it no, is. he did. He got a he he was given a penalty for avoidable contact. That's you know what? That's right. He was. I'm. I meant from sorry. That, so that would have been from the re-entry, right? Oh, but, interesting. Okay, I didn't realize yeah, that was from the re-entry. But like Colton, obviously didn't get anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think the initial issue is much of an issue because remember in the in with the contact, the two cars that he hit, which was Felix and Alex uh, Polo, neither one of them continued where he did. And so that's why often in those situations, they'll assess, you know, how everybody came out the other side when they look at potentially giving a penalty. So Santino, I think, was still, you know, fifth or sixth on track yeah. uh, afterwards. But the two cars he hit were both out of the race. So I think that's kind of why he was given that penalty. I don't think it was associated with the first part of it. But OK, that makes sense. And yeah. I'll, I'll try to leave my uh, my biases at the door when it comes to. Uh... Don't don't because I don't. <laughs> It's, uh, that's it's not America, what the, man. That's not what this mind. podcast is about. We we yeah. speak the truth here. It's okay. This is America. I don't need facts to back up my opinions. I feel strongly about something, and I have a microphone. <laughs> so moving right along, <laughs> yeah. Alex. Alex, I've got a question for you. Uh-oh. So um, on Saturday after the race, pretty much every driver was fairly unanimous. I mean, we talked about this beforehand about the physicality of that track and how tough a double header was going to be, just because it wasn't going to be on the fence between a two stopper and a three stopper. It was just going to be a flat out two stopper. And that's obviously a very physical thing to do there. And every driver on Saturday after the race was tired, they were beat. It was hard work. And we're talking about how they were kind of worried about Sunday, the way Sunday played out in my head. And this is why I kind of want to get your opinion on it. Cause we didn't get a chance to talk after the race. What happened on Sunday was there was a car that went off into the gravel on lap 15 and lap 15 was quite literally the very, 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 very open of the first pit window. And if you pit it on lap 15, it was going to mean two very long stints where you're going to have to save some fuel afterwards. And as we talked about last week, if you're saving a bit of fuel, it's a little less physical, still very hard, but a little less challenging in that sense. And because that car went out, they left the, the track green. They didn't throw a yellow. They let everybody come in. So pretty much the entire field pit on lap 15, which meant you had one or two lap windows for your next stop. And it was very long stints and you're going to have to do a bit of fuel saving for pretty much the rest of the race because we had no more yellows. So my question is simply was Sunday as bad physically as you thought it was going to be. Did the fact that the strategy sort of worked out the way it did with those long second and third stints make it easier? Did it not really affect it? Just how was it from that side? Um, I, well, I think you, you kind of put the, you solved the mystery because Sunday was way easier and I, I didn't really understand why. I guess that makes sense. Even though Saturday, like I, I had to fuel save a lot on the last stint because um, we were undercutting Ryan. And so the last stint for me Saturday was also a fuel save. Um, but that's still 30 less laps of like balls to the wall pushing right, essentially. Right. Yes and no, um, because you got to remember it, it came out on lap 15, but then there was like four laps of yellow. And then I restarted on reds and did a pretty short stint. Oh, true. So, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I almost think it was your body adapting to it. 
because I was like, oh, the pace must have been a whole lot slower. And it wasn't. And like you're, you're, you were sore from the day before. But I think from like the, the cardio aspect of it, I think your body adapted. And, and here's what re- I really believe the big kicker is. It was like nine degrees cooler. Yeah, and, for sure. And it, at the end of the race on Saturday, it was getting to the point where when all the vents are clogged in your helmet and you're kind of rolling from turn five to turn nine, there was no airflow because that's all like second gear stuff. And it was just really, it was kind of like, as you remember, Indie GP, you know, when, yeah. when you're rolling through kind of turn six through 10, like you can just feel the heat and that didn't exist on Sunday. So I think a lot, of, I think a lot of it was also just the, the ambient was cooler. Um, I drained my water bottle on Saturday, didn't have to touch it on Sunday. And I wore my like whoop strap. Yeah. Um, and my, what heart, is a, what is a whoop strap? It's, it's like a, basically a wrist heart rate monitor of sorts. It's a fitness thing. You wouldn't know anything about it. <laughs> um, and yikes, you are in a bad mood. <laughs> dude, dude, my average was almost 20 beats lower. It was, it was on a, Sunday on Sunday. It was like, it was 130 beats versus 146. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That so, is very interesting. So I think, yeah. I think that the temperature quite honestly, for sure. And cause the other, it's, it's the humidity too, right? Because on, on Saturday it was like on the brink of raining the whole time and actually rained as soon, right. literally as soon as the checkered flag fell. And so that there was just this, this, this stickiness in the air. You could even feel it in pit lanes. I can only imagine how bad it was in the car. So yeah, heat and humidity. And that's, that was the issue in, and even the GP, right? The GP right. was hot and humid and gross and awful and terrible. And so, I mean, we're, we're a long ways away still from cooling. Um, and all I can say is it was a huge blessing that our double header at mid Ohio didn't happen in, uh, August, like was the original plan. Cause so people would have PTFO'd, I bet. Like there's, there's no, yeah. I, I can't, and I probably would have been one of them. Like I can't imagine with how difficult Saturday was, if it was 10 degrees hotter and then you had to do the same thing again on Sunday, I, 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 I don't think I would have been able to finish. I'll be straight up like the, the race too. I don't think it's, it's doable. Crazy. Well, I mean, so Alex, you had two good races. Andretti Autosport pulled one out. You know, there's obviously some issues, but like championship wise, kind of the best thing that could have happened for everybody happened for everybody. Dixon got turned around. I mean, I know it's still not close, but it's closer than it would have been. He literally spun by himself, had to do an extra pit stop and still only finished two positions behind his championship <laughs> rival. Okay. It's fine. It, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> How good. And like, I, so I, 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 when I watched the start, right. Scott started third. And when Santino came back on track, Scott drove around. He had his right side tires on the, on the white line on the outside of turn five, right? He could not have been any further out of the way because he saw Santino coming. And Santino's front wing missed Scott by the actually smallest margin that two race cars can come without hitting each other. You- but that was actually unlucky because that would have made him stop early. Then he would have got the yellow and he would have won. Or he would have been out of the race like Felix. Fair. 
right? So, like, he avoided potentially a bigger catastrophe. Then, yeah, still has a, a very uncharacteristic error. Just got on the on a wet curb and spun. Like I say, did an extra pit stop and dro- on a track you can't pass at historically <laughs> very easily. And he drove back up to the to, to ninth. He was in the top ten, like, very comfortably. But one thing I will say is in that last stint, a lot of people had to make that last stint very long, right? And a lot of people couldn't use their push to pass. You guys ended with like triple digits left on your push to pass. You get 200 seconds to start the race, and normally you're out by the last lap. And because they were saving fuel, obviously push to pass uses more fuel, so you can't use it if you're in that mode. And you guys were ending with 80, 90, 100, 110 seconds left, where Scott, he did that stop with 14, 15 laps to go, set a sticker reds, and all the push to pass in the world against guys that couldn't defend. So he was in a great spot to make up some passes, but still, he had to get it done, and he did because that's what Scott Dixon does. I was talking to a, to Will after the race, and he was like, "Man, you know, I just I don't understand. Like that guy could go out and get a puncture, and come in, and then get the yellow, and that'll put him on the right strategy, and he'll win the race. Like it's just it's <laughs> must just, be nice. It's just." Uh, <laughs> It's it's Scott Dixon's world, and we're all living in it. So good for him. <laughs> well, and yeah, Will with Will's win. What what's his record now? He's he's gone fourteen seasons with wins or something. Fourteen consecutive seasons with a win. He captured his sixtieth pole position. So he's second on the all time list for poles, and he's only seven behind Mario, who's got the the record at sixty seventh. Obviously, wow. So yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty cool. Um, <laughs> pretty cool for him. It's got to be nice that this is for him. That's a bad season. Yeah, true. <laughs> and another thing. So over the weekend on Saturday, Penske racing had a pretty neat day because Austin Sindrick, uh, wrapped up the regular season title in Xfinity, uh, at Saturday night in Richmond, Brad Keselowski punched his ticket to the next round of the playoffs in a Penske 1-3 with him and Joey Logano. And uh, Will and Joseph completed a Penske 1-2 in mid-Ohio. And I don't know if V8 supercars were racing this past weekend. I assume Scott McLaughlin won all those. So, you know, it's a pretty good day to be uh, pretty good day to be. Yeah, I've, I've said Penske it before, reason. I'll say it again. It's nice to see things finally break break Roger Penske's way. You know, the kid <laughs> <laughs> the kid has some good luck coming. He really deserves a, a good break. It's been a rough go, I guess. Yeah, so uh, that was kind of a neat little little factoid from Saturday. Uh, must be nice. So, you guys got some time. I mean, the next one's the Indy Harvest GP, so you got... Uh, oh. alex is excited for it so yeah okay for those of you at home you don't know alex's entire mood is determined by size it's all just varying level of size that was actually an excited side that that means he's really looking forward to this race (laughs) yep that's what that means tim yep that is Is that that how that works that is how that works Um, well okay but i mean you guys you have some time the next race is october 2nd what what do you uh What's the plan? What are you guys I'll up to? You, I'll tell you what my plan is. <laughs> that would be uh, James uh, opening a nicely aged bottle of sparkling water. That's correct. Um, <laughs> a six to eight year bottle of sparkling water. Tim, Tim, James has had time off since 
the 500. Shut your face. Look, <laughs> I, I, so have I. <laughs> I have been, Alex, I've been to just as many IndyCar. I've worked at just as many IndyCar races as you have since the 500. How do you and do, up what's until, the audio and up version and, of air quotes? And because and, I want to make sure we emphasize the worked. And up until um, and up until mid-Ohio, um, we had almost finished about the same amount of laps. <laughs> <laughs> well, all That's right. But shockingly true. So what's what's on the what's on the docket? Is it just some uh, some R and R or are there sponsorship things? What, what I'm well, well, Tim, mainly I'm just asking because I want to hang out. Tim, there's there's uh, there's nothing going on because um, you know coronavirus. So yeah, uh, my birthday is next week. So if you want to come out for my birthday, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, I got I got to think that next day. week is it? That's fair. Yeah, I, I said it. next week. Yeah, it is. No, it's, isn't it the week after? What date is it today? It's the 15th. It's a week oh, wow, from... it's the 15th. Oh, my watch is wrong. Sorry, I was confused there. Okay. Um, is so that yeah. why you were so late today? <laughs> no, no, no. The time's fine. It's the date <laughs> that I had wrong. So that's about it, Tim. Um, lots of time at the, at the gym, for sure. Lots of uh, hydration supplements. A lot of water. There'll be a lot of water. A lot of water. Around us, around in us, us. you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to eat some fish. I might try some seafood. I like seafood. Because it's, it's good for you. Um, Maybe some orange juice. This is, this is, good, uh, this is, this is good content, guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so I'm, I'm kind of batching it because Becky's, I, I got back to Indianapolis and Becky is, uh, is, is working up in Canada. So I've got I'm a single dog dad for a little while here. Oh, Weller's getting his his nuts chopped off soon. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, like you got yours chopped off last August. <laughs> it wasn't last. It wasn't last August. It was several Augusts ago. It was five Augusts ago. I got it chopped off by a piece of suspension. Thanks for asking. Oh no no no. So Not there was nothing time. for her to take on the wedding day. I get what you're saying there. So. So what is what does she have in her purse then? I don't understand. <laughs> His credit card. <laughs> <laughs> no, my that's credit in my card wallet. And, my credit card and my dignity. That's all. <laughs> you laugh, Alex. You're next. Dignity. You couldn't Tim, even finish a turn. Tim, you're probably never gonna know what that feels like. But you're yeah, you're, you're, you're next, Alex. Good. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you are. There's literally nobody left. Zach Beach. Mm, I feel like. Actually, yeah, he might beat you to it. That's a good point. That's a good point. <sighs> You're welcome. I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't really affect me. <laughs> I mean, Connor. My, well, yeah, again, that's that. You can't count ones that are never going to happen. That doesn't. That's true. That is. That's true. that's not fair. So, when, so I drove back from Toronto to Indy today, and I did something that. I haven't done in a very long time. I'm going to pause here and let you, hold on, shut shut up, shut up. I'm going to pause here and let you guys both come up with a smart ass response. I had already (laughs) assumed that was coming. So I will let you, I'll just open the floor. I already had my smart ass. Okay. What was your smart? I was going to say, is this something that has a statute of limitations? Like, do we need to wait on this episode to release it? Because you (laughs) did just cross an international border. Good point. Alex, do you have (laughs) do you have one up from that? Um, I, I actually know what it is. I don't what? think that you do. I do. There's no. I do know. No. I do know what happened. Well, okay. What is it? I think. You what got did a, I do? I think you got a speeding ticket. Okay, that's a that's a very good logical guess. You're wrong. 
but you you said it with a lot of confidence. Yeah, I, I thought for sure he knew. No, yeah, I, yeah, no, he does not know, and that is not what happened. I'll tell you what I did. I did something very uncharacteristic. You had a um, kid's meal. Again, uncharacteristic. Um, something I'm not particularly proud of. But I listened to an episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so you're the one. Yes. <laughs> Our Did one you at least listen to it on Sirius? Week. Our good friends at Sirius XM. Obviously, I listened to it on Sirius XM. Wait, wait. Um, <laughs> can how do you listen to them? On Sirius XM, in the Pandora app. Channel two eleven, I think. but so i was like you know i've got a long drive here i can only listen to the hamilton soundtrack so many times consecutively and so i was like i should just listen to last week's episode and see how it is because you know last week's episode we didn't have a race to recap we were just kind of banned it even it was even called the episode about everything or something yeah it was the every it was the everything bagel of episodes yeah right and and so I listened to it, and I came to a few conclusions. We need two um, new hosts. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. Um, so, like, Tim talks a lot about being our producer and, and all the work that it is to do that. Uh, you could have fooled me, because it seems like there's almost no editing really happening. The only editing that I've picked up on, Alex, is it sounds like he cuts us laughing from other parts of the show and puts it back in after he tells a joke. He's literally laugh tracking himself. Um, that's what it sounds like on the edit. Cause I'm not laughing that hard does at that, everything Tim is saying. Does that surprise you at all? No, it I, doesn't surprise me at all. I definitely only, don't do that, but I'm going to start. <laughs> the only reason starting right would, here, the only, the only time it would the only reason it would surprise me is because it seems like a lot of work, which doesn't seem like yeah, something is, he wants way, to do. A hundred percent of the reason why I don't do. It. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I, I, it's good if I listen to this all the way through before I publish it. Then it it was a good week. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, but so I was driving home, and you've you've done that drive before from Indy to Toronto and back, Alex. And there are there are two ways to go. You can go through Detroit or you can go through like Sarnia. So you kind of go up further up in Michigan and, and cross uh, further north in Ontario. And if you map quest it, right, one of the routes is like five or, or 10 miles, call it 10 miles shorter and so quicker. But you have to make like 25 turns and you go through Detroit and it's very complicated and it's all two lane roads and there's tons of trucks. And the other one is a little bit longer, but you literally get on Highway 69, get on I-69 in Indianapolis if you're going that way, and it ends at the border. You just stay on one highway. You just drive all mm-hmm. the way to Canada. And so I normally go that way and just because it's easier. And I decided I wanted, to sh- I wanted to get home quick today, so I took the other route. And I will say it was probably a little bit quicker, maybe. But it was the worst drive because you're just in traffic the whole time. It's two-lane roads, there's trucks everywhere, there's construction every 10 miles. And I just don't think I would do it again. I think, like, my mental health of just getting on one road, setting cruise control, and just going is so much better than getting there 15 minutes sooner. And I was curious what you would do. Oh, I completely disagree with that. you gotta got to take the fastest route, even if it's two <laughs> minutes, and it requires swimming 
buying another vehicle. Um, <laughs> Simply to, walking into Mordor. Yeah. Yes. Like, but see, you, but see, you here's have to do the quicker arrival time. Always. But here's, but here's where I think it gets messed up, right? Because on the 69 route, you can safely knock off more time than you can the Detroit route, right? Because the Detroit route, you're just in traffic the whole time, so you're just going the pace of the people around you. Where like the other route's so quiet, you can you can shave off a couple minutes. And I feel like I could actually get there as quick, but way less stress. Are you guys texting so, each other right now? Because I'm looking at you on the screens, and it looks like you're texting each other. No, we no, are, we are just, not. I'm just watching my dog, my female dog, gag while she's licking a window. <laughs> well, this this weirdly reminded me of a story. I'm with you, James. I would I will take the easier route and then try to beat the GPS. Right. But this reminded me of a story. I probably shouldn't say who is too, but Alex, Alex and I were, I think, getting back from an escape room a couple of years ago, and somebody called him and just answered it on the phone, or answered it on speakerphone in the car, and and he was like telling that he was like, oh yeah, I'm going to Toronto this weekend with Kelly, <laughs> and she goes, oh, how's the drive? And then rather than correct and, and tell this this girl on the phone that he was not currently <laughs> going this. to Toronto. He just decided that it was a minor enough lie that there was no harm done. He was just going to say, it's fine. I'm on my way to Toronto right now. So then she starts getting into it. Oh, what route are you taking? How are you getting up there? So then he's on his phone figuring out routes to Toronto. And she's like, well, what time do you leave? So he's like, well, I left here. So at this point, I would be here. So he's he's in his head. He's now invented this entire web of lies he's about live a drive to Toronto that he's not doing. Just to avoid a minor correction. And it was the funniest thing in the world to me because then the next day, Kelly like posted an Instagram story like, oh, drive it up to Toronto. And I think you had her delete it. <laughs> like, I think. That's, so. that, that last part's not true, but it was, it's 100% correct. I was on the phone with someone catching up about whatever. And she was like, oh, so uh, how's it going? And I just, I just, fully committed to the story that I was in in the car on the way there. Yeah, that it didn't night. start as a lie. It was just like, uh, I don't want to I don't want to correct right. that minor of a detail. But, but then <laughs> but then I was in too deep and it got to the point where I oh, had to, it, I, I had to start hanging up because we were pulling into Tim's driveway and the car was going to be off. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Kelly's thing. It was that uh you wouldn't let me post a picture of us having won the escape room. <laughs> Cuz you're like, no dude, she follows you. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's that's a it's a dangerous deal it's a slippery slope sorry slippery we completely slope. uh derailed your your comment james well no no i mean it's 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 relevant because it would a drive to toronto was somewhat involved here's, <laughs> here's the thing about beating the gps time that i've come to learn yeah it it learns you so like <laughs> It's very hard for me to beat my predicted time now because it knows my average speed's like 95 miles an hour. It knows that? <laughs> yes. Well, you must use Waze because I don't think Apple is that. No, I use Google Maps. Oh, there you go. So uh, Hazel's here today. She had she had a remote learning, and uh, you know we, we like to incorporate her on this show. So she actually has a question she wants to ask you guys, and it's going to be a bit of a competition. Now, fair warning... James, you were late, so Alex already got to talk with Hazel a little bit, maybe got some uh, some information ahead of time, but I'm actually just going to turn over my headphones, and Hazel's going to take over. This is sounding 
very ominous for me. But if it's anything like a battle royale, I'm fine because right. you're not very good at those, Alex. Whatever. Hey, Heisel. Hey. So your question is, who is the best Disney princess? The best Disney princess? Hmm. Ooh. Okay, Alex, I feel like you should go first, since how you've clearly had time to think about this. <sighs> okay. Um, let's see, Hazel. My favorite Disney princess is Ashley Newgarden. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, that's right. I had the it same thought. <laughs> no, I, I know. My favorite Disney princess is Pocahontas. Okay, and and what's your uh, other than that's what Hazel told you to say earlier? What's your uh, reasoning for Pocahontas? Because I think she is a wonderful Native American woman um, that we need to celebrate, and her her connection with nature and animals, and her just vast um, kindness towards people. Um, I just thought it was it was just very applicable to 2020 to choose Pocahontas. That's fair. That's fair. Um, that's a much deeper answer than I had prepared. Uh, you know, Hazel, I was thinking that one of the coolest Disney princesses is Ariel from The Little Mermaid because she starts off as a mermaid and gets to, like, swim through the ocean under the sea and all that, which is really cool. But then at the end, she got legs and got to see what it was like out of the water, and she's kind of, like, got to experience it all. And kind of the best of both worlds. Oh, oh, so so something that's fake and not real. I, uh, I mean, we're talking about Disney. I don't know what, what you I mean. mean Pocahontas, Pocahontas could be based on a real person. It is based on a real person. Right, yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, an irrelevant point. No, it's it not. Inaccurate. No, it's not. It's not. Why? Something, why she didn't say she's the, the best, best. She's the best Disney princess because she inspires little girls of how they should act and behave in this world that we live but in. But so does Ariel. No, Ariel had this dream. No, that causes. Being, that causes she wanted. That causes little girls to drown. And no. Ariel. Ariel was a little <laughs> bit of a skank. Let's be honest. Ariel. <laughs> Ariel. Ariel wanted to you know be up where they walk and up where they run and up where they play all day in the sun and she got to do that she achieved her dreams because she worked hard and and there's a good life lesson there okay so hazel tell us who's the best first of all did either one of us get it right you're both wrong okay we're both <laughs> wrong so who's the best who's the best I disney princess hear your guys arguments and i love this <laughs> The best Disney princess is Mulan. Oh my god, I was actually going to say that one because I'm like, she's like a ninja, isn't she? That's awesome. <laughs> okay, but Hazel, whose was better between me and James? Uh, Obviously, James is. James. Once again, <laughs> what his his battle royale prowess carries <laughs> over to Disney princesses world. James didn't win. Uncle Cupcake won. Yeah, that's still me. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> oh, Alex is giving sad faces on Skype, but that's awesome, Hazel. Thank you for thank you for having a question and letting us play the game. And uh, I now need to go watch Mulan because I haven't actually seen that one. Alex is very upset. 
So my okay, my I, mood I just got arguments. better. My mood just got better, and Alex's mood just got really dark. I didn't hear the arguments, but what I love about that is he was literally asking her like before. Okay, so who's your, who's your favorite princess though? Like he was getting <laughs> the information before. That's what happens when and you cheat. Still lost. Astounding. But we're not going to tell you. I don't want you to hear our arguments until you listen back and quote unquote <laughs> edit this. Yes, I'm using air quotes as I say edit. James, I'm not put- going to listen to it. That's fair. <laughs> um, I do have one Alex more thing. Alex looks so legitimately upset. He is legitimately upset. I I was he upset the other day. Bed. I got I got to kind of grinds my gears thing to talk about because we haven't done that in like eighty seven episodes. Okay. So I I tweeted this out the other day and and got some funny responses from it. So I figured we should discuss salad dressing bottles. Am I right? <laughs> The worst. Why why do salad dressing bottles have like wide open mouth top things and not like a squirty top thing? It's so unnecessary because you try to just put a little bit of salad dressing on something and you like your dog runs into you and all of a sudden your salad is just swimming in dressing. And and some people were like, oh well, there's some dressings that have chunks of stuff in it and so they need a bigger opening it's like okay fine then that bottle can have a different opening or something or even meet me in the middle i mean the full opening from like the full neck size opening on like a vinaigrette dressing is just so unnecessary yeah can i can i tell you why it is and if you buy appropriate dressing wishbone um is really my favorite it does have a little hole um, and it's really just great, great nutritious dressing. Their Italian dressing is one of my favorites. Their ranch is pretty good. Um, even their, their French, their French dressing is pretty good. But anyways, um, <clears throat> the reason for it, James, is because <clears throat> this is America. All right. Oh my God. Here we go. <laughs> I literally want you to shut up right now. No, no, no. I, I, I'm desperate to hear this. No, I'm going to insult America. This is America. No. So two things. One, okay, I, th- I thought that was the end of your your argument, so I'm glad there's more to it. No, one, I can just cut it off there. One, not many people eat salads. Okay. <laughs> Number two is very few people eat individual salads. So most salads that can get consumed in this nation are usually Caesar salads. Right or um, salads that are just basically lettuce, croutons, and ranch, and it's all mixed in a bowl, <laughs> and it's served with mac and cheese and garlic bread. Okay, and God, that sounds delicious. And though. all like, you I know, I know you're making is, fun, but that's I'm like is pour it in later. and mix it all up, and then you <laughs> scoop it onto the plate, and the and the and the dressing bottle isn't there as a serving. The other yeah. reason is because dressing is really not used for salads in this country. It's used to dip pizza. That's, yeah, okay. <laughs> so that is, that is for a those reasons, that. that is I why mean, wait, you need the who wide dips mouth. Their, who dips their pizza in, in salad dressing? In ranch? Are you kidding me? Really? I mean, I don't. I'm a Canadian, ranch? but I know a lot of people that do. I think Becky does, actually, and obviously wow. Alex does. No, I'm against um, that. Kelly does that. Connor does that. So, Every red-blooded American so hero does that. I, I see I see what you're talking about, but here's I guess here's my point, right? Is there are still two or three of us in America that eat individual salads, Alex, and you like a be reasonable buying a high, if if you're that health conscious, you should be more 
um, particular about the dressings that you purchase, in which yeah, case you can choose to have a non-wide mouth dressing bottle. Uh, that's I mean I don't know that to be true. I mean it there might true. be those maybe options are out there. There's squirt yeah, bottle dressing, but maybe that's on a not good salad dressing. I don't if know. If anybody no, here works not. for any of those companies that make those squirt bottle dressings, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is a great sponsorship opportunity. Great opportunity because I will talk <laughs> the hell up. Are you going to argue with me about the intricacies no, of salad no. dressing? I'm not going to argue with you. I'm about not going to argue with you about the things. Yeah, in anything. Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop stealing my lines, Tim. I. What are you drinking, Tim? Never mind. So my, my point is this. My point is this. I see what you're saying about the dipping and about the mass squirting for mass bowls of salad. You can still, you can still accomplish that with a squirt top salad. You just have to work like marginally harder, marginally harder, right? Whereas marginally having, harder. I'm going to reiterate. This is America, sir. God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. don't we do are, marginally are, harder. It's called efficiency, James. <laughs> so I, but that's not, no, it's not efficient if you're eating an individual. Oh, God. I'm just barking up the wrong tree, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know where you lost us? Salad. Salad. Yeah. No, I assumed. <laughs> I assumed that was the breaking point. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go, you know, drown some lettuce in, in dressing and uh, cry myself to sleep then. Honestly, just skip the lettuce. Just drink the, just drink the dressing. Get some of that Newman's own, crack it open. Newman own Newman's own um, has a, a poor spout. I do like Newman's own. Everybody does. It's fantastic. And mo- like all great. their proceeds go to charity, right? Yeah, I mean they're that number's gotten pretty big. That number that they've donated to charity because of the Newman's own dressing has been pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Um all right, guys. I uh want to just reiterate that well alex got two podiums on the weekend i did in fact defeat him in the best disney princess battle as <laughs> who won as who, who judged won? i won i no, won but which princess uh you have to listen to the show oh, i'm not I'm gonna do that all right i you're you <laughs> might you might have hey, to. hazel actually edits these <laughs> that makes sense now i actually feel better i feel like that gives us more credibility uh well gentlemen it's been real Listeners at home, thanks again for tuning in. Still don't know why, but, but we appreciate it. But thank you. And and maybe tell your friends so we could actually make some money doing this. Unlike Newman's own, we'll keep it all. <laughs> <laughs>
It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.